the didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 22nd of October, 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode number 220. Well, you know, folks, uh, many of you would know that I drive trains for a living, and I can tell you what, I see some really strange things at railway stations at times, but uh, I tell you what, Grant, if you'd been up at the uh, Maryborough Railway Station here in central Victoria last weekend, you would have seen something uh, attached to that station that was a little bit weird. Can you shed any light on that, Grant McHeron? Uh, it wouldn't have been a uh, hot air balloon inflated on the uh, grass and in front of the station, would it? Those balloon pilots, they will attach those things to anything. <clears throat> it was actually uh, tied to the bull bar of a um, four-wheel drive, <clears throat> parked on the grass. Well, there you go. Now, that's a classic-looking railway station, mate, and I, uh, up there in central Victoria on the glorious weekend we just had, uh, that would have been rather spectacular. Were you flying it by any chance? I was the pilot in command of the tether, yes. Awesome. Uh, there are some uh, rather good photos that one of our guys took that I'll have to post once I get the originals to me. Uh, um, it does look rather spectacular against uh, the backdrop of that classic, beautiful old, uh, I guess it's Edwardian architecture on the train station there at Maryborough. It's a beautiful old classic building, that one. Now, you know, Grant, uh, that's near a high-speed railway line. I don't actually drive on that line, but they do about 100 miles an hour down that track sometimes. Perhaps you should have, you know, if you wanted some excitement, you could always attach your balloon to said train. Yeah, that would be very interesting for at least 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> then it would just be very painful. Uh, yeah. yeah, I must uh, write that into the courseware that I'm teaching my latest bunch of students how to cope with rampant balloon pilots. <laughs> Now, is it safe to ask how you knew about this, Steve? Probably from your uh, your constant bragging on Facebook, mate. Yeah, well, there is that. I tell you what, Grant, if you're up there in central Victoria, you would get a pretty good uh, view of a lot of native wildlife jumping around, particularly kangaroos. You didn't scare one down to Melbourne Airport on your way back, did you? Uh, not that I recall. I did see a few individuals and uh, a reasonably large mob of them hopping through uh, somebody's field at one point while I was out flying on the Saturday. Well, it looks like uh, one of them was uh, looking for some uh, rather expensive parking in the Melbourne Airport uh, multi-storey <laughs> car park. I don't know how he could afford to be up there, but he was, according to this article here in the heraldsun.com.au. Or maybe he had a few uh, spare notes or a good credit card in his pouch. Absolutely. Now, now, Rob, I know Rob's always picking on us for uh, destroying our native wildlife and eating it, but uh, while I did shoot this one, but uh, fear not, Rob, only with a tranquilizer dart. Oh, okay, trying to keep it fresh for the pot later, huh? Absolutely. I reckon it would be delicious. So did they say where the uh, roux came from, or is it just one that's hopped in from the uh, the bushland in the area? I'd say it would, and of course, uh, for people who are not familiar with the Melbourne area, of course, uh, Melbourne Airport is up on the uh, northwestern outskirts of the city and uh, it's not uncommon to see kangaroos uh, jumping around there although they normally don't make it into the car park and uh, that's a very busy car park up there at, uh, at the Melbourne airport so I'm, I'm sure that poor kangaroo would have been uh, scared half to death especially when he saw the bill for parking. Well yeah I think that's the biggest problem he had. Maybe he was there trying to get some good views of the aircraft. Yeah well he should have hopped his way down to Avalon. Uh, looks like there'll be plenty of uh, open space there pretty soon. Well mate I don't know if they're going to knock down those hangars but uh, definitely Qantas uh, have twisted the knife yet again on the Avalon maintenance base that they've got there. Uh, any hope that they may have been trying to hold it on and keep it going and spin out the jobs there for a bit longer have been kind of shot down with the news that they've invested $30 million in their heavy maintenance base up in Queensland and Brisbane, uh, about 2,000 kilometres to the north. 
Absolutely, Grant. And of course, uh, this is really not new news. I mean, we know the Qantas has uh, been out there talking about, well, you know, we may, we may close Avalon, but uh, I don't think anyone's now in any doubt. Uh, according to this article here in AustralianAviation.com.au, uh, Qantas Chief Alan Joyce says, uh, we've already started on a process to consolidate our heavy maintenance facilities from three sites to now two sites to ultimately one in Australia. He said he set no time frame, but it's something that needs to happen. Well, I guess, uh, you know, the maintenance facility that's been built up there at Brisbane is uh, state of the art, according to uh, all reports, so uh, I guess the uh, the rather antiquated facilities down here, yeah, they, they're not long for the world, and of course uh, they mainly uh, service 747s down there, and Qantas only have nine of those left, so uh, I guess uh, the way things are going with the attrition rate of those uh, aircraft and Qantas uh, 747s are quite old now, I, I'd say it's only a matter of time. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that uh, they're going to wind it up. It's going to be rather odd going past that area and not seeing a few red tails hanging out. Well, of course, it follows on from what we were talking about last week, Grant, where there was some positive news there for Avalon. So let's hope that as uh, one chapter closes there at Avalon that uh, they do go ahead and uh, build that international airport upgrade that we were talking about last week. And uh, I guess in in some way that'll uh, compensate for the loss of uh, that facility there. True, mate, true. But, uh, you know, continuing on and speaking of bad news, up in Brisbane, there's a a bit of a court case going on against Flight Centre. Flight Centre is one of the biggest ticketing uh, groups here, lots of uh, offices uh, all around Australia where you can go in and plan your holidays and set up your flights and do all sorts of things like that. Well, the ACCC is taking them to task for uh, trying to set up collusion and price fixing. Uh, Apparently, Flight Centre were talking to three airlines, specifically Singapore, Malaysian and Emirates, asking them to stop selling their international airfares directly to customers, including over the internet, at prices for less than what Flight Centre offered because it was actually hurting flight centers profit margins because flight center have a uh, stated agreement on their uh, website which says if you can find it cheaper including on the uh, airlines webpage we have to uh, beat that fare by at least one dollar otherwise they uh, have to give the customer a twenty dollar voucher and forfeit their commission so of course as the airlines were dropping their prices uh, flight center were losing their commissions or uh, seeing their profits disappear and asked the airlines for no discounts and in fact when Singapore Airlines said they wouldn't take part, Flight Centre sent an email to all their staff saying, turn the screw on Singapore Airlines because they don't value you and don't sell their tickets anymore. Yeah, Singapore Airlines, well, they won't be happy about that. And I guess they could uh, trying to make the case there that it's anti-competitive. Uh, hence, they're going off to the ACCC to see what they can do about that. It's an interesting situation. Of course, Flight Centre's been in the news a lot this year for making great profits and stepping ahead leaps and bounds and so on. And I think now we're starting to see how they manage that. I think you're absolutely right, Grant. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, talking of people that are good at managing things, the New South Wales Police Force, they're usually good at managing public order. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they've got some muscled up guys there. They're pretty good at managing dragging around aircraft. So it would appear, mate, the uh, RWF base Richmond had a uh, fundraiser where they park a C-130J Hercules, obviously with the park brake off, and get teams of people to try and tow it over a 10-metre distance. Uh, whichever team does it in the fastest time gets to win the prize, and uh, the proceeds all go to charity, of course. And in this case, although the RAF-based Richmond team got the fastest time during trials, it turns out that uh, the Public Order and Riot Squad of the New South Wales Police, for the third year running, won it with a uh, time of 12.42 seconds. I'd say the lesson here is uh, don't mess with the New South Wales Riot Squad, even if you do bring your own Hercules. Yeah, I think 
think what it was, Grant, actually, is that they bought their own support team who uh, basically put all the Raf Richmond team, uh, you know, under arrest and th- threatened <laughs> them with all sorts of things. They're pretty beefy looking coppers there. I don't think, uh, yeah, if you want to take this hook, it's all yours, boys. Yeah, no fuel though, so you got to tow it. Oh, uh, well, Grant, uh, let's uh, cross briefly across the Tasman to the Shaky Isles and the New Zealand Defence Force uh, have uh, picked themselves up four shiny new King Airs from Hawker Pacific. Well, that's a pretty good move for uh, Hawker Pacific and not too bad for the Kiwis. They seem to have been uh, taking a few lessons from the RAF, who have a few King Airs that they use for uh, training as well as uh, carrying people around the country. And that's exactly what the Kiwis will be doing with them. They'll be using them for advanced pilot training and domestic air transport capability for the next five years. According to a quote here by the Chief of Air Force, Air Vice Marshal Peter Stockwell, the B-200 aircraft is a critical component of our fleet as it will be our interim advanced pilot training aircraft and also provide a domestic air transport capability. If it's only an interim aircraft, Grant, I wonder what they're going to order next. Maybe some F-16s. Oh, well, you know, they were going to get some of them ages ago, weren't they? Before, just about the time they were officially retiring the A4s. Oh boy, I tell you what, I'm going to get some hate mail for that, Grant. Well, speaking of mail, I should have a bit of a uh, mea culpa before we go, Grant. It seems in the words of Fonzie, uh, I was risen. <laughs> yes. I was <laughs> I was not exactly right. Ah, uh, yes, the Fonzie. Okay, mea culpa. I was wrong, Grant. You fess up on my behalf or shall I do it? Uh, um, yeah, the A330 hasn't been delivered. They're just rolling out the paint scheme. Oh, well. Well, it was close. Yeah, sorry. Steve was editing and thought he could get away with it in the early hours of the morning. No one will notice the fact that Fiji Air haven't really had their new aircraft delivered. It's just that they've rolled out the colour schemes that the new aircraft will have. Oh, no. Thank you, Stephen Tornbloom. Spotted it and called the ball. Yes. Oh, well, you know what we should do, Grant? We should hold that article over and we'll play it again next year when they do get those aircraft delivered. Yeah, that'll save us a bit of time, won't it? Save me a bit of editing, absolutely. So there you go, and I'm sure Max will play that uh, voicemail a bit later on in the show. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Peter Johnson's up next, Across the Pond, with the uh, final of his uh, four-part series there at the Royal Naval Historic Flight.